Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. ChumbaCasino.com has over 100 casino style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, believe it by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Thirteen, twenty, in, 
What are you doing in there? I'm not, I'm not doing nothing. What's going on? No, 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 nothing, 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 nothing. What? What's the funny black box you got on the table there? What? What, what, what oh, is that? Oh, this black. Oh, this one. Yes, that uh, one. Uh, it's. Uh, it's. What uh, is it? Uh, it's, what? Uh, Hang on. Uh, why is the? Why is there a big wire going out of our window well, through uh, to the tree up there? Well, what's that all uh, about? It, 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 it's. It's one of those fancy. Yes. Um, Water diviners, you know. Oh, come on. You, you listen to the Skeptic yeah. Zone, surely, Neville. You know, the water yeah, diviners well, don't work. Yeah, well, you didn't pay money for this thing, did you? No, no, no. Oh, oh, I built it myself. I built it oh, myself. Right. Yeah. Um, I, was someone in here with you? No, no, no. You had a funny voice. No, no. It was probably just me clearing my throat. <laughs> Uh, Emptying mm, your mind. Mm, mm, mm. What do you have my case for? No, no, no. Look, just, just can you just just move the stuff off the table? All right, yeah, we've got a podcast. Yeah, right, to right. Welcome along to. Um, yeah, go on. yeah, go on, get it off. Yeah, get it yeah, out. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Shut it. Shut yeah. the window. Um, welcome along to. Th- would it be thirty-seven B? I do think it would be of yep. the Dumb Down Atheist Podcast. Yep, with Neville Nanger, <laughs> the man from Nangwari. Mm. He said, <laughs> "Bit of a man of secrets, and me too." Yeah, and him, and him. Now let me get my piece of paper. I had to hastily scribble this in the car yeah. when I was dropping the he, kid off. He's been kicked out. It's a, it's a macaroon afternoon going on in the house. Just the, girls. No, <laughs> macaron. Ron. Ron. No, Ron wouldn't be there. He's not one of the girls, is he? <laughs> Maybe. Macaron. Nobody gets up to his spare time, but that's, that's all right. There's nothing wrong with it. Nev, you're just being silly. You're just being silly. Now, I just want to point out to you that uh, Maynard was in touch during the weekend. Uh, Maynard.com.au, he's done a wonderful interview, really good interview with Paul McDermott from, um, from well, ex, ex Doug Anthony All Stars. On Maynard.com.au. Yeah, that's the one. Look, that? You. That's one massive horn. Sorry to have chopped it off. Now I've just got to find. He um he had a short one. Maynard did, but uh, yeah. Anyway, he was eating the pumpkin seeds. I'm sure it worked out well for him. Maynard's malaise. So you can look that up on iTunes, or you can go to that the, the address that was there. And he did one with um, Tim Ferguson and one with Richard Feidler. But the one with Paul McDermott is quite long. And uh, he sent a message through saying, "Hey, put a bit of it. Give me a plug." And I said, I'd be more than happy to. And one of the things he also said uh, to a message to me recently was, feel free to use any of the bits of my show. <laughs> you just know you're going to live to regret that one, don't you? Uh, so I'm going to find a bit here from the Paul McDermott interview to try and encourage you to go to maynard.com.au and download the whole thing. It's free. It's completely free. Man's living in poverty these days, and it's the least you can do. I've met people at um, at functions, at various functions, that were the advertising people, basically said to me when we were doing Good News Week, you're only here because of me. And I'd be going, well, who, who are you? And this woman told me she was the woman that placed the ads. Yeah, bloody important too, it was. Uh, you also get to find out why they lie, why the Doug Anthony's lied so much in all of their interviews. We're lying about then. Yeah. It's like saying, well, if we can lie about this and it's something See, as hopeless as... what really bugs me is I'm trying to find the bit. You hear it when you're driving around on your iPod and you never find the bit. And there's the bit where they say the reason why they lied to the press was because they were in England and they gave some, some comment about something and the next day in the paper it came out as, G'day, Aussie, blue, mongrel, Barry McKenzie person says whatever. And then they decided to lie. Do you think I can find that? I'm A flicking TV through show it. A cabaret show or... 
Yeah. How can we rely? You, you were telling people you were going to be in the new Batman film. Yeah, that was one of the ones, and that stuck. Yeah. Well, that that came about because we were told by the Green Guide mm-hmm. through the ABC uh, publicists that even though we had a brand new show coming out on television, they they weren't interested in writing anything about it unless they had some sort of angle. And so I think Tim said, well, we're going to be in the new Batman film because at that stage the, um, the producer of the Batman film were picking up certain comedians in London to appear as in, in, in bit parts in that film. There's a little bit of truth, which is always good for a lie, mm. to seed it with a bit of truth. Yeah. We told them that. They just hungrily wanted it. They wanted that story. That's the story they wanted. So they said, um, we love that story. Give us more of that story. And it's like, well, OK. We're just we're, we're talking at the moment on... on um, on Jack Nicholson's yacht, we're just in the middle of the Seine in, no, uh, would, um, in uh, near the Pont Neuf. And, uh, would the Doug Anthony All-Stars lying to the press be completely thought about? Would it be completely contrived ahead or would you offer just just fly off, just make stuff up on the spot? Just make stuff up on well, the does, spot. So, so you wouldn't even make it internally consistent, your no, lies? No, no. no. <laughs> I, mean, I wish I could find that bit. And then there was a bit with Bert Newton. Hang on, have I found yeah. that? That was one of the ones. Those little wheels are really and hard to spin stuck. on an well, that, iPod. That came I'm about really because we were told by the Green Guy. Mouthy about the bloody Covent Garden. Ah. Attacking us on that sort of Australian, oh, stereotypical Australian sort yeah. of ism. Was so oh, come silly. on. I mean, bloody Barry Humphreys paved the way for us to be seen like that. It was profoundly. I mean, it, it really did. But it was a good podcast. It was a really good podcast. It's the Das Trilogy 3 Paul thing. Maynard.com.au the way you look at smooth, the isn't it? Press and the way you behaved in the, as a group. It totally changed the way I looked at the press mm-hmm. and yep. uh, the, totally changed the way we behaved I think that's the, the press bit there. Just from that moment, especially when the three of us were together. There were a few exceptions. Resilient. Uh-huh. Or would have some knowledge. Or would, yeah. or, or would push back a bit. Or, or would push back. Or would have... There would be play and interplay and you'd mm-hmm. get... Did come from doing live performance? Oh, no, right, I think yeah. you've got to have some nouse about you. Yep. I mean, if you're nice in regards to... Yep how people perceived us. I do like the idea of doing, you know, uh, prints and limited runs and stuff. But I, I prints? He doesn't sing purple rain, does he? Anyway, that's Maynard's <laughs> thing. I'd see, I, I was going to do a really smooth job of editing, but it's <laughs> just not me, really, is it? It's God. good. It's a maynard.com.au. If you, you go get it. You sound like you're bloody purple rain. Don't see too much purple rain in the septic sucking business, huh? No, that's true. <laughs> More sort of browny, yellowy, horrible colours, really. You really are the eternal optimist, aren't you? Yeah. But I think you've got a few secrets there. Me? No, no, I'm as oh, open yeah. as any book, as pure mm. as the driven sewage, I am. <laughs> now, you, well, you heard that expression, when life hands you lemons, you make lemonade? I have, yes. Yeah, well, when life hands you shit, you start a septic-sucking business, son. You learn <laughs> a lot about people from what comes out the other end. Mm, and about a lot, well, was it shit in, shit out, or whatever it's called. Now, last time when May gave me a critique of the show and I think I think you'll find I've, I've improved me ways with that lovely bit of editing there to promote his show um, I don't know where he finds the time but anyway now he said to me he criticised this he said you're about to read something on, on Richard Dawson as he called it but I think he meant Dawkins and then I said, yeah, but I'll come back to it I'll come back to it so this is the bit I was going to read on Richard Dawson alright Maynard he does get a bit toey too with all the religious people I have on, but in in a, in a few weeks I've already recorded it. I had to go around to Arthur's house. You see, now went to see Arthur Comer the other week because he's he's done the opening monologues for I Love Green Guide Letters, which is on in the Melbourne Comedy Festival as we speak. So each one of the four Arthur has his pre-recorded bit. So I went round to his house, and as a trade-off to Arthur allowing himself to be sent up just a little. 
uh, I said to him, you can take over the podcast, Arthur, and you can actually interview me. <clears throat> you can put me on the spot, you being a believer, and you can ask me questions without notice about whatever you want, and then I'll have to answer them. So I may not, I'm not sure if you're going to like that when that comes, but then Arthur being 83, uh, 84, got a little bit tied towards the end. And uh, I've got the thing in the can. What, the Dunny can, is it? No, that's an expression. I'm, I've recorded it. But then Arthur then said, look, I was a bit tired and there was something I was supposed to put on the end, so please don't don't put it out yet. And so we've got to arrange a time for him to go around. So anyway, I don't know if you're going to like that, Maynard. But anyway, um, and look, you know, I have the religious people on. I also, I'm planning, I'm trying to find a Satanist at the moment. Anyone know a Satanist that I can interview? Uh, and, you know, I don't get into sort of like vehement arguments with people because it doesn't matter pretty much what you say. They're not going to suddenly on the spot go, oh, yes, I renounce my faith. So that's why sometimes I just go, mm, yeah, okay, I disagree, whatever. I don't want to get into screaming matches with them because what's the point? What's the point? You know, and I try, I try to take the podcast in different directions, but uh, hang in there, people, because, you know, I will have all sorts of people on and a lot of the time no one. So now, um, Mr. Dawson... He was an operatic. That was Peter Dawson, wasn't it? The old man river. He does. The old Father Thames keeps rolling along. This was the thing I think you wanted me to read. Uh, the Guardian Co. UK atheists need to run an alpha course on of their own. Now, of course, people, if you don't know what the alpha course is, they're usually run by the happy, clappy, more um, Protestant type churches. You invite people along for coffee, biscuits and whatever, and you slowly introduced to them to the world of, uh, of of religionist things with an alpha course now i don't know how how if you're in the audience whether you're allowed to interject people have tried to get me to go but i figure i'll be too busy interrupting and speaking of which arthur's actually wrote us an interesting email the other night saying that he would pay for fiona and myself to go to a hotel <laughs> you say because there's this fella coming He's going to talk about the significance of Christian religions in society, even where people aren't Christians, i.e. morally things. It's in August. My wife went, oh, free hotel. I said, oh, come on. She goes, yeah, but we, we can go <laughs> go to the thing. It doesn't matter. We get a free hotel. Anyway, I'll keep you posted. Atheists need to run an alpha course of their own. The problem of creationism can be tackled with dialogue, but Dawkins cite atheists... Dawkins site atheist. Dawkins site. That's an interesting one. Seem unwilling to move beyond scorn. I thought it said scom for a minute there. By Andrew Brown. And there's a picture of Richard Dawkins. Um, the Richard Dawkins approach is usually cementing creationism as a mark of Muslim identity in the West. Oh. Just at the moment when it seems that Christian evangelicals are learning to engage with the outside world, the atheists are disappearing entirely into their own self-righteousness, Dawkins tweeted last week, although this wouldn't be last week because it was longer than that. Yes, yes, there are many good, kind, humane Muslims. Yes, most Muslims are good, kind and humane, but why are they Muslims? This is what he tweeted. The fact that this question might have answers he has not grasped seems never to trouble him. The result is purely comic. If you don't care about science education, as most people in this country don't, although I think they're talking about England, aren't they? But if you do think scientific literacy is valuable, his tweet is depressing because there is increasing evidence that Dawkins's approach is actually cementing creation, 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 creationism's 
as a mark of Muslim identity in the West. At a conference last week at the Centre for Social Relations at Coventry University, I listened to Salman Hamid, an astronomer who's never moved into sociology, conducted large-scale research across five countries. Hang on, who has never? What did I say? I listened who has who moved into. Oh. Hang on, I'll read that again. I listen. I'm sorry, I'll just feel that again. I listened to Salman Hamid, an astronomer who's moved into sociology and conducted large-scale research across five countries on how Muslim creationists, on how, oh, sorry, on why and how, I'm tired, on why and how Muslim creationists are creationists, why they are. Can you open the door in here, Nev? It's, it's, yeah. it's a bit warm. Hang on, hang on. Just let me get up oh. over here. Oh, Christ. Might be a bit. You're right. You're right. Yeah, put the fan on. Yeah, it is a bit noisy. Oh, yeah. Well, all right. Excuse me. I'm sorry. Um, we oh, we went for a, a train ride this week too, on the old-fashioned steamer train thingy. Um, but we'll talk about that later. Got some. Got got some good sounds from that now. Um, at a conference last week at the Centre for Social Relations at Coventry University, oh yeah, we already read that. Uh, the overwhelming answer is not that they reject the fact of evolution, but they reject the name Darwin. Oh, so what do they believe? A big cyclone hit nowhere at Christmas, did they? And then, because you got all the fundos that thought Cyclone Tracy was Darwin's fault for being named Darwin. Actually, had a had a um, had a bit of a, an interesting one last night. We were watching uh, on demand. This is um, 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 Sean McAuliffe's uh, Mr. and Mrs. Murder, and uh, there was a man, a woman got murdered, and she'd supposedly been on a round the world thing on a little boat called the Beagle, and um, and they had a picture of Charles Darwin, and little Roy was sitting there watching. He goes, "Who's that in the picture?" And I said, "Oh, that's Charles Darwin." And then they went to the boat, and I go, oh, look, they've named the boat the Beagle. And I said, that's the, that's the, sh- oh, puss, go away. That's the, go away. I'll get Nev to put you out if you don't behave. Um, that's the boat that, uh, you know, they he did the d- discovery of all the thingies. And uh, I said, I got you that book. You remember the evolutionary book by that bloke, Loxton? So Roy ran into his room furtively trying to search for it. So it's quite good because he was bought it when he was younger, you see. And now, so he's, anyway... Um, Darwin, because he's associated in their minds with atheism, racism, and imperialism. Oh, my good God. All of this for what? Just discovering that birds can change their beaks and stuff? I thought everyone was racist back in those days. Lots of people still are. And, and while we're on the subject, while we're on the subject, this week we saw the death of, you know, M- Margaret Thatcher. And I'm always now, and I searched for it, and I couldn't find it on YouTube because Kenny, remember Kenny Everett? He did the thing. He goes, "Margaret Thatcher, Margaret Thatcher, you know she's looking at you, but you will vote for her again because who the hell wants Tony Ben?" But I couldn't find it anywhere. And um, and then everyone, and then everyone's cracking cracking the shits, and 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 I had to laugh because um, hang on, now I need to, now I need to do this now. See, see what happens. I'll put Thatcher. Um, so there are there's sort of all these lefties on um, on my Facebook thing, people that I've friended, and not so long ago, right? Not so long ago, they were becrying that um, 
people were saying horrible things about Julia Gillard, you know, abusey things, and saying, oh, why do you have to abuse her? It's not fair to abuse her. And then this other person put up a thing on, on my site, well, saying that the Howzo's site, which is the movie Howzo's versus Authority, had all this anti-Julia Gillard rhetorical, um, you know, prejudiced, horrible things and how nasty it is to just say nasty things about people. And then, and then, and then, um, so I looked at that straight away and then I went and clicked like on the page because I thought if no people don't want me to see it, then I really want to see it. And I looked at the inane comments. I went, hey, you know, because free speech is free speech. It doesn't always have to be stuff you agree with, but so many of us love our free speech except when someone else uses theirs and we don't like it. So then Margaret Thatcher uh, kicks the bucket and... The same people that were complaining about about how how people were calling Julia all these things. One particular person came up in my feed about how you shouldn't just abuse people and say stuff. Language warning now. Language warning coming up. Have I sworn so far this? No, I haven't, have I? No. All right. No language. I'll just use the C word. And this person put, um, it's not hard. Uh, it's not hard to remember Margaret Thatcher for the C that she was. Uh, just forget that she was a woman, and I'm thinking, okay, so it's 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 all right for you to verbally abuse the people you don't like, but you don't like it when people verbally abuse the person you don't like. And isn't it funny how we all resort to the same methods when it's somebody you get anyway? So anyway, that was um, that was that was I was a bit yeah anyway. So and and so Bob Carr came out and then said according to the Sydney Morning Herald, where was it that she was racist? And I was thinking, well, of course, they were all racist, weren't they? Everyone was bloody racist back in those days. And many people still are. So, um, And then I was thinking with dementia, because she went a bit nutty at the end, didn't she? And then, oh, that's right, and then they called her a war criminal because she sunk the... Um, the Galtieri's Argentinian, the Belgrando or whatever it was... And so she was naturally a war criminal because of that. And then I was thinking, well, what British leader who'd have been in charge wouldn't have done that? You know, and then she fought with Scargill over the mines, and now he's hated as much as she was. Um, oh, the Tasmanian bloke called her a war criminal. David O'Byrne for comments, Thatcher was a war criminal. So I think you would have found that um, that, that would have happened. And then this morning on, on Facebook, everyone was saying John Howard was a war criminal because of the war with Iraq. But then, as I said, it's not as if then when um, the Labor Party took over, they didn't exactly pull the troops out, did they? No, you see. And so and and so now and now it's not as if it's not as if um, it's not what was I saying? It's not as if. Um, um, what was I saying? I can't remember now. Um, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, no, yes. So, any, oh, yeah, so then, of course, we're, we're not allowed to say bad things about Julia because Tony Abbott, the mad monk, will get in. But then again, it's not as if the Labor government haven't pandered to every religious organisation in the time they've been in. And so then I said the old adage is a thing that you know, oppositions don't really win elections, governments lose them. And so that's that's how it's looking at the moment. And then you can always tell, like, when there's an election in the air. We'll get, sorry, mate, I'll get back to The Guardian in a minute. Um, 
you can always tell when there's an election in the air because everyone starts talking about all the infrastructure that needs to be done that never will be done, but everyone knows it probably would be a good idea, but it's never going to do that. And then, so they take your mind off that with the story of high-speed trains. So all of a sudden now we have we have them saying, oh, we want to build a high-speed train that links, was it Brisbane, Brisbane to Canberra to Sydney to Melbourne, high-speed train Australia, men and women of Australia, let's have a look at blah, 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 high-speed rail, here it is, Sydney Morning Herald, the studied art of not getting things done. There's an election in the air, folks. You can, you certainly can tell it. And now, that will give me an excuse now that I've done... I'll go, I will get back to Dawkins, I'm sorry, um, to play the sound effects of the train trip that we were on. Hang on a minute. There we go, I can hear the bell. Can you hear the bell? Right, now, where were we? Um, high-speed rail or something about Al- Anthony Albanese was carrying on an AM, but I can't be bothered. High-speed rail would be the best. There's an election in town, folks, and they want to take your mind off all the other stuff, including the fact that some pundit said the other day that our interest rates could drop to 2%. Gee, that's good news for people that are trying to live off their investments, isn't it? Retirees and people that aren't very well. Can't wait for a 2% return. Um, High-speed rail would be the best. Travelling from the centre of Sydney to Melbourne in less than three hours. How many times have we heard this? When we lived in Mount Gambier, they all said the same thing because someone from away said it'd be great. If we had a high-speed rail link between Mount Gambier and Melbourne, more people would want to live here if you could get there in an hour. And everyone said, you're from away. Oh, thanks, Neff. You don't know what you're talking about. In less than three hours on an air-conditioned train with power outlets, Wi-Fi, let's hope it's better than the Wi-Fi you get at McDonald's, right? Cup holders... And seats. Oh, well, we need seats, don't we, really, that recline uh, a bit but not too much. Oh, yes, of course, to upset the person behind you because we can't put the seats further apart because we couldn't cram as many people in like sardines. And it's all hypothetical anyway because they're not going to do it. Who are we kidding? I I remember Paul Keating when when he got booted. He was promising the arts money and someone said... Oh, is this all just a promise? And he goes, no, it's a big handful of money. But we never got it. And maybe a great meal car somewhere in the middle. Yes, that would be a good idea, wouldn't it? And a train that also sells magazines. Well, by the time they build this feckin' train, there won't be magazines. I don't know if you know that. (laughs) But print media's shrinking. And how many stories can you have about the Kardashians, anyway? Or... What Katie said to Tom quietly one night in their bedroom, just as they were running the thetans out of them. How do they know that stuff? How do they find it out? Katie tells Tom, blah, 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 blah. Uh, That would be entirely appropriate to the modern world. Well, not if it sells magazines, it won't. It'll be like a train that we were on here. Commuting from Newcastle to Central Station in 45 minutes is... um, well, hang on. Uh, well, the technology exists to do it in half an hour. It should be possible. Oh. But the signs indicate the great dream of high-speed trains on the east coast of Australia Australia, will not be realised any time soon, if ever. No, they'll be forgotten about the minute the election's over. Who are we kidding? 
Thursday morning's release of a $20 million government study into distracting people from what the real issues are into a high spilled high into a lot of spiel about nothing underscores the fact, grim as it may be. And it serves to underscore another fact, also grim when governments have no intention of building things. They instead commission reports into building things and call for public debate because, in my own words, it takes people's minds off the real issues on whether it might be worth the cost and effort of building such things. Hmm. Uh, While waiting many years to pass, those things don't get built. Yes, but look on the bright side, folks. Should Julia get kicked out, and not that I'm an Abbott fan, but quite frankly, she deserves to be kicked out. Uh, Not that we necessarily want the mad monk in her place, but give him a term and we can kick him out as well. Let's hope they put Turnbull in his place. I don't know if they're going to now because I think they figure, the Libs figure, they could win this election with a dog with three legs, to be honest. Um, Then when Abbott's figures are looking grim, guess what? He'll talk about it. The study prepared by seven architectural finance and engineer firms... Oh, shit, how much did it cost to pay them? Hello, I'm an architect. I've got some wonderful ideas for a train. (laughs) I was thinking it could be murder on the Nangwari Express, really. Yeah, that'd be good, wouldn't it? They should do it as a theme thing. You get on the train in Brisbane and then someone like Harry... Like, they could have all, like, figures throughout crime history. You could have Sean Mc, someone dressed up as Sean McAuliffe and what's-her-name from Mr. and Mrs. Murder. They could have Harry Who. They could have Columbo. Excuse me, I just want to ask you just one more question now. And, and they could, we could all work out who was murdered on the train. And with a bit of luck, it'll be a politician. Um, and that'll just give us something to do while the high-speed train travels at incredibly big speeds between suddenly unexplainedly having to stop here and there for half-hour delays because they didn't build the track in two directions or something. Uh, um, The study, seven architects and finance and engineering thingamabobs. And I was going to say, there's this new show out called um, Motive, but my wife doesn't really like it that much because... It's like the old Columbo. They tell you the murderer first and then you watch the detectives sort of put it together and how they, you know, come up with who the real murderer is. But she goes, I don't like it as much when they tell you up front. And I said, well, it's like the old Columbo, isn't it? <sighs> Didn't go down well. Um, puts a healthy one... Four, oh, here we go. $114 billion price tag on the fast rail network. Stretching from Brisbane through Sydney and Canberra to Melbourne. Chugga, chugga, chugga. And now we got old old Tony coming out and he wants to stop the nodes outside. And 25 MBS should be fast enough. And now everyone's comparing him to Bill Gates when Bill Gates said 640k of RAM should be enough for any computer. And yeah, Well, they got things wrong too and still managed to succeed, so... Gee, I tell you, we're in so much shit at the moment. And everyone from overseas, like, people say, yeah, but what are you whinging about? You know, your country's good. You want to live in the shitholes that we do. But we're just slowly making our way there. We're just lucky because we're digging shit out of the ground faster than you can say excavator. And soon, you know, it's just a delayed reaction. Don't worry. They'll be, they'll be taking money out of our bank accounts like they are in Cyprus before you bloody know it. Don't worry. 
Uh, part of the line that would attract the greatest issue, Sydney to Mel, a uh, greatest use, Sydney to Melbourne, could be built for about fifty billion dollars. And you can imagine the trucking magnates allowing this shit to go on, can't you? That sector, uh, the section of line and detour to Canberra, uh, could be built for in less than twenty years. So I'm forty-eight now. I'm about on my last legs. So less than 20 years, uh, that's conservative. I'll, I'll be about 90 by the time it's finished. Um, but it's not going to get built. That's what I keep saying. Instead, the report represents the long tail of a 2010 political election fix when the Greens were winning headlines and support in inner Sydney and Melbourne seats, not seats on a train that reclined, but seats among other things associating with the appeal of very fast trains that are very slow to build. Anthony Albanese, the Federal Transport Minister who holds the inner seat of Grayondler, G-R-A-Y-N-D-L-E-R, found $20 million to pay for the study. <laughs> Oh, that's almost three years later has been completed and released to the public. Do you really think you should be telling people that at election time? Oh, if we spent $20 million of your money. Oh, great. This is about dot, dot, dot. He must have taken a breath at that point. Moving the nation and the economy into the future, increasing productivity, supporting sustainable population and tackling climate change. So I guess this is where I could do with the guys from No Agenda because they would be... be, Maynard, why do they ring that bell in No Agenda? That's what I keep wondering. What does the bell signify? I want to know this. I've never really worked it out. What is that? Because sometimes they seem to do it in a positive fashion, then a negative fashion. And who are all these people that have like $700,000 to keep that podcast on air? Because even Gavin that I met... I should actually... I should look and see if he's on. Maybe he'll tell me, because he's, he's an exact... Hang on, I've got to press my button on the $30 computer. Hang on, I'll come on. I got it from a religious op shop, but don't say anything about it. I didn't want to tell him that... <laughs> that it was going to be used for an, an atheist podcast. Although a lot of people in the atheist community don't really consider this to be an atheist podcast, so don't worry about it. I'm not. Um, I should have named it something else. I said that not so long ago. I, I think I might have. Uh, I think I might have. Yes. Anyway, tough shit. Uh, this is about moving three years down the track. Study in hand. Something was in hand. I think when um, this was being done. I think something was in hand. Firmly grasped in hand. Albanese now wants to start a quote ding comprehensive program of public consultation and debate. Yes, in a massive sort of way, so that it's like a mass debate, I think. Although, with something firmly in hand, I think we're already... Uh, uh, just got to put some nasal decongestant up my nose. Well, now that macaron session's going on up there. <sighs> Windows Genuine Advantage. What's that all about? What's that all about, then? Windows Gen... Cancel that. <laughs> click on that and then my screen will go black because I don't have the books anymore <laughs> I mean who keeps books for their computers you know 
And now all the XPs that are genuine keep asking for that genuine thing, but I believe if I do it and I don't have the number on the book, or is it on the side of the machine, I don't know, and then you enter it, they consider you to be a pirate. Ha <laughs> ha, you be a pirate, I tell you. Uh, now, um, I'll just bring up Google Chrome on that machine. Might be able to ask Gav what that's about. Uh, three years down the track, something firmly in hand. Um, most people who've travelled on fast trains overseas in Japan, which of course is a teeny weeny little country, and we're a huge country, uh, or in Europe on the TVG, what's that, the transvestite government vehicle or something, have some understanding of what high-speed rail can do. Yes, we know it can't do anything here because we'll never build it! Um, it can. It can provide convenient means for business travellers, holiday makers, to move between cities without tiresome airport security, noxious airport and noxious airport traffic. Yes, but they'll probably have sniffer dogs on it because they have those in Sydney, don't they? You get on a train in Sydney and if you say you get something cold and wet pressed into your crutch, which, you know, if it's a hot day, might be might be kind of enjoyable. Um, just let me bring up my fate ask book here. Um, don't worry. If something like that was to happen, don't worry. They, they'd still have customs and shit on there. You don't think a train travelling over that amount of distance won't have narcs? Please, give me a break. It's clean, it's comfortable, and it can drive the economic development of regional centres in ways highways cannot. The French train company, oh, 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 from Gay Paris, where they actually seem very down on equal marriage in Gay Paris, don't they? They're going bloody mental over there. I always thought the French should be very embracing of all uh, th those kind of shenanigans, but no, I was wrong. Um, the French train uh, company Alstom cites the economic development of Lille, Lily, L-I-L-L-E-E, as an example of what fast trains can do to a city. Well, let's hope people don't start moaning on about them the way that they have bloody wind turbines. All this morning in the car, you know, you're trying to not burn coal, so they put up all these wind turbine -y things, and now people have got all sorts of things. I got, they got trouble sleeping and, and headaches and nausea and all these sort of non-specific sort of little things that people get, and now they're moaning about it. And I'm thinking, you'll moan the next time you switch your bloody power on in the house and no lights come on! So now I've I got to go and see if it's really as bad as these people are making out. But I... Oh, I mean, who knows? It's just... It gets absolutely bloody ridiculous after all. Now, all the people that live in wind turbine areas will be ready to come and bash the shit out of me. So I'll be very, very glad that I um, have gone unlisted in the phone book. Is Gav on? I don't reckon Gav's there. Is he there? No. Gavin... I'll send him a message, hang on. If you get on... Hang on, where is it? Oh, you can call his normal phone, can you? Oh, no, I've got his mobile listed there. Oh, is that it for the train? Oh, hang on, that can't be it for the train noise. Didn't I record more? There's supposed to be a door slam there somewhere. There it is. I'll do it again. There it is. Oh, that's cool, isn't it? Here we go. I think I've got a few more, haven't I? Train, travel, looped, general... Rickety train travel, 
train travel with toot and noise from the kids. Yeah, because we took it. Oh, my kid brought his friend there, and they were wrestling on the seats, and then they met these other kids that were wrestling. And then my my son's friend, we stopped in the little town because they they drive you up. It's really nice, actually. You get on these really old trains made in 1914, which weren't really just actually weren't retired all that long ago. Um, and then we stop. You you go from um, Castle, Maine. Uh, not the one where they invented the Forex beer because Australians can't spell beer, uh, but in Victoria. And then, and then, and then, I'll put the loop on so it goes back to. And then you go past a little place called Muckleford, and the train stops in Muckleford, and there are all these grey nomads. It looked like a, sh- a high tech shanty town, and they actually can't. Here's my kid asking for something. Mum, can I only get my. My Nintendo out, ma'am. And she's going, no, look, we're on an old train. You don't need to bring your Nintendo. I need to play my Nintendo. Oh, God. You wouldn't believe. Anyway, joys of parenthood. And um, so they stop at Muckleford, and all these grey nomads are there, and you've got everything. Like, it's a shanty town, but a very high-tech one. And there are people, the solar panels out everywhere and satellite dishes on the RVs and stuff. And then one poor bugger who just had a Hilux ute with a tent on top of it. So they all get on the train at Muckleford and then they go through to Malden. And you go to Malden and they drop you off near a pub. (laughs) They're not silly, are they? And we went to the park and we had... um, I've got something stuck in my teeth now. Uh, We had sandwiches. And then we had a coffee. and, um, And then my son's friend had five dollars spending money and so so we said to our kid you can have five dollars spending money i know we're tight fists and so there was a toy store in town and they had little lego figures and they have these lego figures right and they have them sealed up in a bag and you can't see what the lego figure is and um my wife came out and she said they're cheaper at the supermarket they wouldn't be cheaper in this little boutique store where everything's really pricey and i said how much are they and she goes oh they got a 20 percent off so they're like about $4. And I said, well, actually, that's pretty comparable to what they are in the supermarket. So she said, all right. So my son goes, I want the one with the rock star. I want the one with the rock star. And he's feeling the bag. And he goes, I think this is it. And his little friend was feeling one of the other bags. And uh, my wife said, well, you know, boys, I mean, with this, it's a bit of a lucky dip. So you don't know what you're going to get. And so, you know, are you both happy to proceed? Yes, they said. Anyway, my son opens his one, and he's got the rock star, and it's got the little mohawk and a flying V guitar. And my son's friend opened his one, and it was a little girl Lego figure, and he and his mood just changed. He goes, oh, good, what a wonder. And so we're, we're sort of playing that up. But that's all right. said, Roy's got lots of the Lego figures from these. He got a little geisha one in one, and he was very happy with it. And and the kid's mood started to get worse and worse and then he was stamping his feet and then he sort of wouldn't talk to us and then he started crying and we're thinking, there's someone else's kid! What are you supposed to do? Anyway, luckily we distracted him and we said, oh, well, we've got to get back on the train in a minute and then we thought the little bus wasn't going to come and pick us up but it did, thank goodness and we got back on the train and um, and then we said, oh, Castlemaine's a really big town. Let's see, you've still got a dollar left up. Maybe we'll find an op shop. And then we distracted him a little bit further. And then we managed to get him all the way home. And then luckily, my son, who's got lots of those little Lego figures, said to him, he dived. They went in, they were ferreting through the box. And he gave the little kid one of his little policeman Lego figures. So the kid left sort of happy because he had that anyway. I don't know what that had to do with Michael. Oh, yeah, so those, like, grey nomad things, like... 
Man, they're high tech. They are so high tech, those things. Um, life is the dis. Uh, Lille is the same distance from Paris as Sydney is to Newcastle, Maynard. That should be up your alley, isn't it? You live in Newcastle, don't you? Don't you ever let it. Or are you from Wollongong? I, I should know, shouldn't I? I've followed you for years. Followed you around everywhere, haven't I? That <laughs> restraining order didn't stop me. Um, you're listening to the Maynard Show here on um, the Dumb Down Atheist podcast because he doesn't like all of the religious people. He said that lady had, she sounded very nice, but I get sick of people telling me how they're building their ministries. Um, what are you, oh, that kid in the back, I can hear my kid carrying on there about something. Uh, with the city, uh, with the city in decline, it was a mining and textile town. Tactile town. We'll move on to rickety train travel. Now we'll go back to the start where it departs. I think I like that with the bells. I like the bells. <laughs> Master, the bells, the bells. Um, the city in decline. Blah blah blah. High speed rail came and it's now booming. Said Chris Rain, president of Alstom in Australia. Yeah, well, don't crack the bottle of Moe and Shandon yet, old boy. Or well, Moet and Shandon. Because um, it ain't going to be built, mate. Don't worry about it. And then people already got into the racisms. They were being like really racist on the radio because someone said, we could bring a Chinese firm in because they have experience of all these things. And someone said, bringing Chinese workers to Australia. Someone said, no, no, no. The people on the ground would be Aussies. But we would just bring the expertise. So we'll expect lots of strikes and stop work meetings, I guess. Because the Chinese... No, if, I mean, because the Chinese overseers... Not overseas, but overseers. I mean, if they were in China and the workers, even though it's supposed to be like a communist country for the workers, can you imagine if the workers went on strike there? <laughs> they would apply Rule 303 very quickly. But in Australia, no, no, we'll be right. So instead of taking 20 years to build, it'll be ready round about the, oh, around the year 3000, I reckon. Uh, and then it'll be able to be run as an antique railway. It'll be come and look at the novel old railway. Uh, <clears throat> I wonder how many grey nomads will be left then. Uh, taking the train to Newcastle to Sydney takes longer than when it was a steep train. <laughs> state affairs will not be remedied soon. Oh, the state of affairs will not be remedied. We're going to get back to the Dawkins thing in a minute. Dawson, don't worry. Partly because... Um, this is because Thursday's study shows there'd be little a chance of attracting private money to the project. Of the $114 billion needed, well, we've already spent 20, 20 million of that, didn't we? Albanese spent that getting the architects in uh, for the East Coast Network, and $98 billion would need to come from the government. <laughs> oh, dear, oh, dear. And calling for a comprehensive debate on a project is not the same as salting serious money aside. That's an unusual expression. I've never heard that. Salting serious money aside for its development or even beginning the long process of buying the land that could form the rail corridor. Oh, yeah, can you imagine it? And you'd have all the, the, the windmill people would be showing support and be like when they built the Eastern Freeway in Melbourne and there were people chaining themselves to what was their front yard before they rolled the bulldozers through it. Oh, can you imagine in the feasibility studies and the people going, 
The train is five kilometers from where I live, and now I have a nervous tick and a nervous cross, and I can't sleep, and I'm having heart palpitations, Jim. Oh, can you imagine it? Oh, my good God. But I tell you, if it ever, I might go and buy a piece of land next to a railway station. Could be good before they compulsorily acquire it. Um, the most telling sign is that the Gillard government is not serious about a high-speed rail link. Is that Albanese has attempted to keep the debate about the fast train entirely separate? All oh, right, from a debate about the second airport for Sydney. Albanese has been saying for years that Sydney needs another airport, and has spent millions. <laughs> oh, no, <coughs> let's go. I've got a cold again. One thing about having this heart condition, I catch everything. Uh, And not in a fun way either, I hear you say. At least if I'd caught some sort of social disease, I could have caught it in a fun way, couldn't I? Uh, There's me blowing my horn now. Uh, And has spent millions of dollars on studies, oh no, about where one could be located. I think this is where the black hole of the deficits come from. Thy name is Albanese. But the reports into high-speed rail have kept it distinct from the studies into Sydney's airport requirements. Surely, if he was serious about a train line, he would have looked at the two issues together. Hmm, could have spent four times the money then. The net result of Thursday's high-speed rail report is, sadly... (laughs) Why am I laughing? I don't know. A lot of taxpayers' money in the hands of a few consultants. Yep. And some headlines about a train that will not be built, but really would be quite good. And then they took a poll, which is always good in these things. One should always have a long poll in one's hand. Albanese's got it firmly in his hand. Uh, Yes, callback. Yes, it is a worthwhile long-term investment. This is, do you think a high-speed train would be good? 86% said yes. And 14% said no. It'll be too costly. There, you know, save some brass. And then people commented on it here, I think. And um, do we really care what people think? I don't. I actually don't give a shit what people think anymore. Ah, dear, oh dear. You know there's an election coming, don't you? Ah, dear, oh dear. Um... Don't forget, folks, uh, if you live in Melbourne or nearby... You can still book tickets to the I Love Green Guide Letters podcast, which is in the Melbourne Town Hall, 4.15 on this Saturday, which is already probably upon us. I'll have this out before then, which would be the 13th of April and one seven days later on the next Saturday. Mystery guests. Oh, hang on. Uh, This week, you probably already missed it, Charlie Pickering and Ronnie Ching. Last week's episode was anarchic and I couldn't be there. They had Kate Langbrook and some other people. It was really over the top, actually. It was quite good. Um, All right. Atheists need to run an hour. I'm getting back to it, Maynard. I'm getting back. Do we keep the trains? I think we should keep the trains, should we? I like the trains. Um, Now, where were we? He was talking about the Muslim identity of the West. Guardian Co. UK. And um, at a conference last week at the Centre for Social Relations at Coventry University, oh yeah, he, he listened to Salman Hamid, an astronomer who moved into sociology. Rick used to do that from the young ones, didn't he? 
do sociology. They'd all be really happy Maggie Thatcher was dead, wouldn't they? Yes. Friend, actually, a friend of mine who was in Alabama 3, the band, um, was in the Falklands War. Nick Reynolds, who hardly ever talks to me now. I've got a, I've got a copy of me singing somewhere Folsom Prison Blues with Alabama 3 when they came to Melbourne we at the Hi-Fi bar they invited me on stage to sing and I have it somewhere would you like to hear it? well, if I can find it, I'll do it and they're the ones who had the song from woke up this morning, got yourself a gun from the, um, from the uh, Sopranos yes, <laughs> a little name dropper um, if I can find it, it's on my red hard drive where is my red hard drive? it's up here where did I leave my red hard drive? Oh, it's up at the house, isn't it? Might be on my one of my black hard drives too. They're a little bit longer, 20% longer than anything else. Uh, the overwhelming answer is they reject evolution because of the name Darwin, that's right. And he's associated in their minds with atheism, raytheism and imperialism, just like Maggie Thatcher was. And I'm trying to wonder whether she would have made um, more sense when she had dementia. Because Arthur Comer asked Christiana Gill on my page, did you like her? And Christiana said, no, she hated her. But then this bloke on the radio said the other day, apparently, though, that she was the medicine Britain needed. And I can say that because we live such a long way away and we didn't have to feel the heel, the heel of Maggie Thatcher and her lovely husband, Dennis. She used to talk about Dennis, didn't she? And someone once asked her, um, or someone who impersonated her, uh, Dennis hasn't decided what he's buying me for Christmas because I haven't told him what it is yet. Um, or also, I don't know what Dennis is buying me for Christmas because I haven't told him yet. And I'm trying to think when she was suffering dementia, yeah, whether she would have been... Because I'm sort of imagining her in the dementia ward if she was still... Because you know when Tarzan, right? The guy, Johnny Wiesmuller, who was Tarzan, he said, Oh, that noise. When he went a bit nuts in his older age, as did Bill Haley, by the way, um, I think they used to have to restrain him in the old people's home because at 2am in the morning he'd suddenly sit upright and he'd do the Tarzan cry and frighten the living shit out of all the other residents, which in a nursing home could mean a lot of work for a lot of people if you frighten the shit out of people and everyone needs... To, but that's a story for abuse and neglect for another day when they've spent the $20 million on high-speed rail instead of looking after the elderly. But anyway, so I'm trying to imagine if they had to restrain Maggie and I'm trying to imagine her in a little hospital-type gown, strapped to a gurney, um, with some sort of containment device on her in case she got the shit frightened out of her. Whether it, has a, it just it's strangely making me feel all strange. Anyway, um, <clears throat> yes. Uh, on Sunday, for instance, he retweeted a follower's comment in the zoology lecture. The lecturer asked those who believe in God to raise their hands, and no hand was raised. It made my day. Hang on, on Sunday. The idea that you cannot be a biologist or even a proper scientist and still believe in God is palpably false. But engineer, I'm thinking about Maggie Thatcher now. Um, dribbling from all from all orifices. Yes. Believed by well, some people said it was like that when she was in power. Uh, believed by Dawkins and his acolytes. For instance, he retweeted a follower's zoology lecture. 
The lecturer asked those who believe in God to raise their hand. No hand was raised. It made my day. The effect of this kind of thing on educated Muslims does not have to... What? Does not have to guess at. Hang on, what? The effect of this kind of thing on educated Muslims does not have to guess at. I think they've left a B out there somewhere. Does not have to be guessed at. One of Hamid's research projects involves a study of Muslim doctors and medical students, many of whom are entirely comfortable with evolution as an explanation of the physical world, even if some believe that the soul cannot be explained that way. Uh, That was, of course, the position by Alfred Russell Wallace, who discovered the theory independently of Darwin. Yes, he got pipped at the post, didn't he? That's right. One of Hamid's subjects told him a story. I want to tell you a story. Uh, of being in a lecture, of being in a lecture, where the lecturer started asking if there were creationists in the room, she put her hand up, or did she? Because she believes uh, that God created the universe and was immediately singled out for humiliation. Yes, I'm imagining a woman dressed up as Maggie Thatcher humiliating me now. Oh, you, oh, naughty little boy! You, oh, I'm going to. Oh. Mm, that reminds me of Dragon House Farm. Uh, that's a story for another day, or it might be a story for today. I don't know. Um, there are such Muslim creationists, but they've not found they're not found amongst the educated. However, this is where Dawkins's scom, sorry, scorn, does real damage, even amongst people who've never otherwise heard of him. <laughs> Who is this Dawkins chap you keep referring to? Uh, we shall release Brian. Um, because there is a self-consciously oppositional culture amongst young poor Muslims who feel themselves stigmatized and disadvantaged that they can tend to em- that they tend to embrace creationism simply because they know it's wrong by the lights of the majority by the lights of the majority moon Dawkins' dismissal of Muslim creation as alien rubbish was not only found as a YouTube clip on the EDL website for a while, but also used in the propaganda of Haram Yaha, the Turkish creationist and self-publicist. The emotional logic is clear. If this rich, sneering white man is against it, it must be good for disaffected young Muslims who feel that they themselves are treated as alien rubbish. In this context, it's irrelevant whether Muslims are stigmatized. Isn't that where you get blood pouring out of your hands? I know that's stigmato, isn't it? Yes. By the society... I wonder if a stigmato has as many pips in it. By the society as a whole, sufficient parts of British society undoubtedly sympathize with Dawkins when he calls Islam the greatest force for evil in the world today. He's being an Islamophobe! I believe all the A-plus people are done with Dawkins. That's what I'm led to believe. I'm hoping to bring um, um, Frank Hoggle back onto the show at some stage. That'll that'll please you, Maynard. He's a total and utter atheist. I'm going to bring him back on because he's no fan of Tony Abbott and he's no fan of Julia either and his hands are up in the air and saying... What the f- what the f- what the? So hopefully we'll get him back on in a few weeks. The greatest force for evil in the world today, 
and Muslims are understandably sensitive to this. There's a scientific approach possible to the problem of creationism. All right. You ask what people mean by the word, both intellectually and emotionally. Then you listen to the answers carefully and try to translate them into terms both sides can accept. I wonder if people would like to be a, a producer of this show. I wonder who'd send me, like, 500 bucks just for me to print a card out from and say they're knights of the realm and all this sort of stuff. I bet me, I bet my few hundred downloaded numbers would drop very quickly if I was demanding that. Uh, only then it is possible to disentangle the social and philosophical uses of the term from its status as a quasi I've got no idea what any of this is a quasi scientific explanation explanation meaning and to promote so far as possible the scientific truth but that would require actual contact with the real Muslim creationists hmm. and a willingness to engage in the dialogue with them not matter how wrong they are not matter how wrong they are eh? not the matter of how how can the Guardian be so leave out so many bloody words um, oh, um, that's the same sort of process that the Alpha Course forces on evangelical Christians it works only to the extent that they can pretend to take seriously the objections of their own beliefs so perhaps what Dawkins cite atheism needs today is love. What the Dawkins cite atheism needs today is love, sweet love. Uh, and its very own alpha course. It's, if it's ever to be more increasingly... Hang on. If it's ever more than increasingly hysterical sermons to the converted. Or in my case, the perverted. Urnkid writes, can people please ignore Richard Dawkins? He's a good evolutionary biologist. He can sometimes have a nice way with words. Oh, he's a diamond telker, yes. But he's, but he's an attention whore. <laughs> a publicity seeker. Maybe that's why the people from Atheism Plus don't like him, because most of them are fucking attention whores as well. Uh, said I running a podcast and hoping lots of people will download it. Now, there's the pot calling the kettle a shade of a different colour. Atheists don't need things like alpha courses. I just want better science teaching in schools. Well, good luck to you, mate. You ain't going to be getting that anywhere soon, not as long as Access Ministries have got anything to do with it. And for the bullshit peddlers out of our state schools teaching our children fairy stories, as fact, under the guise of religion. And that's what What's-His-Name said in the responses. And there's bloody millions of them. And um, way too deep for me, I'm afraid. Oh, no! Yes! Oh, I was having a nice little sleep over there while you are raving Wake on up. about Alfred Courses and stuff. <laughs> Alfred's Horses. And with the time rapidly approaching death, yeah, kill me now. it's time now for a subject and a, a segment that oh, we all love. It's fairy tale time because we used to do it on the radio together. Yeah, we did. And I don't really feel much like doing anything else today. And from the uh, fairytales.biz where they promise public domain, I hope so, yeah. it's time for things we're celebrating Maggie. Mm. All trussed up there in her bondage gear before she went. She was a handsome woman. Say anything about anyone when they're dead, can't you? What? Um, 
Oh, she was. She was a handsome woman. I... Mm, very manly. I'm seeing a bit of a side of you here I'm a little bit worried about. <laughs> the thought of her all. Dear, oh dear, Darby. Yeah, you're, I don't know. You're a sick little puppy today, are you? I don't know. It's tickled my fancy. Um, well, so many people have got bad things to say about her, so I'd sooner think of her for the dominatrix that she was. That's all. And with the, you know, with the tables turned and her strapped to yeah. some sort of Guernsey. I'm sure they don't really do that in... I hope not. Well, maybe they do, I don't know. I'm not getting any younger. Tales of a dead princess. Yeah. And we specially dedicate this to Maggie herself. Oh. Once upon a time, there lived a, a, a star. A star? Who, uh... Yeah, a star. No, a, a, a star. Be like one of those, what, what are the Kardashians, is it? Yeah, where you're just famous for being famous. No, yeah, this, a, like a, a star, I think, is like a member of a royal family, yes. where you're just famous for being born. So <laughs> maybe, in a way, you're right, Neil. Yeah, I don't useless. Know. Um, once upon a time, there lived a Tsar who had to leave his kingdom to fight a war. Oh, yes, he was going to sink the General Belgrando, yeah, just off Grano. the coast of um, off the coast of uh, Argentina. Man. He left behind his pregnant wife. Oh, he's a deadbeat dad, is he? No, no, another one. Like baby daddy, instead <laughs> of bloody Christmas present, hanging around with crackos instead of bloody crackos. doing his duty for his kid. Bastard. <laughs> no, uh, his pregnant wife, the Queen, who no. sat patiently by the window. Oh, isn't that sweet? Yeah. Waiting Dedicated. for his return. Rather rather a bit like you when you sit up at night there pining for Nora. Well, that's right. People give up on relationships far well, too easy yeah, these days. Right. But you're right. I, uh, no, I do. <laughs> I, I sit there some nights, just uh, maybe a beer, <laughs> maybe a scotch to Porn wash it down. Egg or something. Yeah. And I pine for me old Svetlana. No, you mean Nora. Yeah, Nora, that's what I said. You said Svetlana. What do you think I said? Svetlana. No, I didn't. I yes, said you Nora. did. No, you said Svetlana. Why I, would you say Svetlana? I didn't. I didn't What's say... What's all about? Svetlana. I said Nora. You did. You said Bloody Svetlana. rewind it. No, come on, rewind it. Okay, all right. I'll well, prove I didn't say yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, and I'll prove you wrong. Okay, hang on. I didn't say Okay, it. rewinding now. Just hang on a sec. Yeah, come on. Put it on. Just hold on, hold on, yeah. hold on. Yeah, yeah. bloody put words in my mouth, mate. Hang on, I'm just patching it through. Wait a minute. Hang oh, on, here we that. go. Hang on, I'll just have to yeah. take down the fairy bed You're faking tail. it. You're faking it. Come <sighs> on. Fairy bed Yeah, fairy bed <laughs> Fairy bread. Nice. Mm. Kids like it. Yeah. You ready? Yes, I'm ready. Yeah. No, I do. Mm-hmm. I'll sit Here there is. some nights, just no. make a beer, <laughs> make a scotch to Pour wash no it down. Egg or something. Yeah. And I pine for me old Svetlana. Hey? No, you mean Nora. Uh, what? Yeah, Nora, that's what I said. You said hey, what do you think I said? What's going on? <laughs> what? All these marbles. Yes, yeah, so oh. you did say it. What is this about? It reminds me of that song, What's it, it about? What's it all about, Neville? No, is no, it just no. For the... Oh, no idea, Darby. I, mm. I don't know. A bit Freudian. Can we get on with just let's get on with the story? Does it matter? Yes. A little slip of the tongue here and there. And <laughs> I wish I was, you know. You wish you were. I mean, uh, Nora. Give it the old slip of the tongue, yeah. Hey. <laughs> I think there's a little bit more to you no, than meets the eye. I'm no, a bit worried, actually. Shallow, shallow I am. I'm still worried about what that black box does over there. Pure as a driven Coil the wire up at least. Yeah, yeah, it's a diviner. I think it I is a divining you. thing no. at all. Yes, it is. I'm up to something. I've spent years in septic, oh, don't son. We know. Let's get on with it. Yeah, come don't on. We, come on, let's... Oh, don't come on, know. read the bloody thing. It, that stink gets a bit ingrained after a while. Don't be personal. Um, 
the Queen, who sat patiently by the window waiting for his return. While he was away, she gave birth to a beautiful baby daughter. Might not have been his. Yes, it was his. Stop it. Not if he's got longer than 12 months. It reminds me of that old joke. It was a grudge pregnancy. Someone had it in for him. Ah, the tricks of the trade of the septic sucker, eh? Yep. But the pregnancy and labour had taken their toll. Oh, oh, oh. might have needed an e-tag. Yep. Every time you go under the toll bridge. Easy. And the Queen died... Oh, no, she died the very same day that oh, the Tsar... Sad. ...finally returned home. Read this for? The Tsar mm. grieved for a year. Yeah, well, that's like me, oh... I've been grieving now for about eight or so yeah. years for me beloved... I mean, for me loved Nora. You loved Nora. <laughs> you loved her very well, yeah. did you? Uh, but eventually he found a new woman. Oh, oh. very racy. Yeah, a little bit like me and that Mrs. Scrub, but oh, she's yeah. blown me out. Not in a good way either. So you're back on Nora, are you? Yeah, well, she come <laughs> home, I'll get older, I would be. <laughs> You going to say something? No, it was one of those pregnant pauses. You know, I mean, <laughs> she'd be a little bit old for that sort of stuff. Um, hanging in the Tsar grieved for a year, but eventually found a new woman to be the queen. Yeah, get on the horse. She was tall, yep. good looking, had a nice figure. Yep. But she was capricious, oh, jealous, and vain. Oh, she'll fit right in then. Uh, she liked to look in her mirror and primp her hair. Is that anything like primping your ride? No, I think that's that's pimp my ride. Capricheso. Capricious. No, Capricious Pizza is not I think you're thinking of Capricheza, the favourite yeah, pizza. Yeah, that's it. No, Capricious the exact meaning of Capricious suspicious. is uh, not no, yeah. no, no, not suspicious. Yeah. No. The the true meaning of the word capricious. Let's let's as they would say on that No Agenda podcast, consult yeah. the book of knowledge. I want yeah. to know the exact meaning of capricious. Yeah, you're going to try and work, work things out, eh? A bit oh. like a constipated professor. I see. Worked it out with a pencil and paper. <laughs> so shut up. Oh, shut up. Yeah, good. Capricious, given to sudden and unaccountable yeah. changes in mood or behaviour. Yeah, it does sound like Dora. <laughs> Miss it. I'll, blow, I'll, miss, I'll miss it terribly. I really do. I'm sure you do. <clears throat> so that's the exact meaning of capricious. Although most of you would know that because you'd have to be cleverer than me. Yeah, just about everybody. Uh, jealous and vain. She liked to look, primp her hair in yeah. the mirror, and she would ask, mirror, mirror in my hand. Oh, that's a bit <laughs> like that Albany Esbonese, was he, day before he had something in hand, didn't he? Call back, call back. <laughs> She'd have made a good politician, this woman. Certainly, I need to blow my nose. Although Nev, oh, yeah. yuck, yeah. Well, she didn't need. Oh, she didn't need to be a politician. She was the Tsar's wife, after yeah. all. She was the the Jeanette Howard or the Nancy Reagan, the yeah. power behind the throne. Dennis Thatcher, not so much Dennis Thatcher. No, no, no. <laughs> no, we'll get off that whole S and M subject. So she would say, yeah. "Mirror, mirror in my hand, <laughs> who has the fast train link firmly through the land?" Julia does. The mirror would reply. My dear, you're the most fair. Your face and look are beyond compare. The queen would then giggle like a schoolgirl. Yes, <laughs> persistently laughing. And go back to what she was doing. Yes, texting her friends probably while she's bloody driving. Terrible. That's, that's bloody terrible, that is. Terrible. And she thinks she can pull strings in court because she's married <laughs> to the Tsar. All right, don't don't blow a gasket. Yes. Um... The Queen would giggle like a schoolgirl yep. and go back to what she was doing. Mm. The Tsar's daughter, meanwhile, yep. grew up into a charming 
charming young princess. Oh, sweet. With her stunning dark eyebrows. Yeah, not not exactly like Laura's mother. She sort of she sort of had one dark eyebrow sort of went all the way across. <laughs> Neanderthal kind of thing, was it? Where were we? Nangas. Yes, indeed. And a flawless complexion. She became even prettier than the Queen, and it wasn't long before... Sounds a bit like the struggle for Atheism Plus, doesn't it? Yeah, yeah, a little bit. It wasn't long before she became engaged with the man of her her dreams. Crazy sexist to say that. Shouldn't be person of their dreams. Terrible. The bold and handsome Princess Elisi. Khaleesi. Elisi. One of those elements. Just after the news of her engagement, the Queen again asked the Mirror who was the fairest of them all. And the Mirror answered, You are pretty, my dear, but I must confess... The fairest now is the princess. We might just leave it there. Thank goodness for that. <laughs> no, but it said, it actually said princess. Hang on, can you turn that bloody noise down? Turn that music off, thank you. Well, I've been right up to my neck in it, and I'm never in a flurry. I'm there from Nangwari. I don't know. Yep, no, that's who I am. Yep, no. Well... Come on, do something. Oh, I don't know. Think of something. Come on. Well, we kind of used yeah. up the train things because yeah. we sort of had that idea. Yeah. We were going to do mur- good, wasn't it? Yeah, murder on the Nangwari Express. You know? yeah. I thought that would be pretty good, wouldn't it? Sort of had half an idea. We could have made Jason like the little idiot ticket yeah. collector, you know, yeah. like when Benny Hill used to pat the bald guy on the head. Yeah, yeah, no, that's always good for a laugh, that is. You never get tired of that, do you? Uncle Nev, I'm what? fed up with always being the butt of everyone's jokes. It's not easy, you know. Yeah, it's not even funny either. No. Come on, Darby, think of something. Not remotely. I was sort of, I don't know, I was sort of sitting here thinking, yeah, yeah but I don't know, that wouldn't work. What about the train? Yeah, well, we could try that, we could try that. Yeah. Let's try that. Yeah, put the sound effect on, see if we can come up with something. Come on. All right. Well, Getting sw- anything yet? No, I've switched it on. Actually. Blows that whistle in a minute, doesn't he? Actually. <laughs> I like that. Yeah. What's this piece of paper that's fallen on what the floor? What do you floor? mean? Yeah, here. No, 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 they don't mean nothing. All they mean Tassilotto numbers. numbers. What are all these numbers, Ned? They're nothing. They're nothing. It's got something to do with that black box, hasn't it? No, it's a water divider. What I is this? 18, 8, and a triangle? No, no, 13, give, me that, 2, give me that 4, here. 8. No, give it to me. You. No, come on, let, let's Two. do the episode. Murder on the Nangwari Express. <laughs> I just pictured it like a... G'day, I'm Nev Nangers. And, uh, Nev? <coughs> uh, there was a, Nev. There's been a murder on the Nangwari Express. Help me out here, Jason. Yeah, he's right, Uncle Nev. What, yes. what are these numbers? They seem rather strange. They are, aren't they, Jason? 26, 5, 18. What, uh, what's no, this nothing. about, Uncle Nev? It's nothing. Jason, you... Uncle Nev? Mm, not Jason. No. Uncle he won't answer, no, Jason. Um, no, no. I think we might make a call through to ASIO. No, 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 no. There's no need for that. No, I, I should put myself on a hunger strike. Those like those Sri Lankan blokes have. No, no, no. Mind your own business, Darby. Well, I've been right up to my neck in it, and I'm never in a flurry. Uncle I'm Nev. from Nangwari. Where are you going, oh, Uncle yet, Nev? No, that's who Nev. I am. Yet, no, Neville! Uncle Nev, come back! What's going on, Rob? I don't 
don't know. It's very strange. He's That's taken that black box with him and that mm. coil of wire. He reckons he's... I heard voices in here. He's been very secretive lately, too, since he got out of that hospital, Rob. Mm. He hardly has anything to do with me anymore. Well, look, I kind of understand that. You do know about Mrs. Scrub, don't you? No, is, is that like that can of that thing you spray with the fat guy, that Mr. Sheen? No, oh, okay. Yeah, well, no, like no, 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 no. Something you spray Before the bike. show started, yeah. I thought... I could have sworn I heard other voices in the room. Not hearing things, eh? Yeah. And then when I when I when I burst, you know, I got him to kick the door in, thing, whatever. <laughs> yeah, it sounded like numbers, strange numbers, and, numbers. and sort of like a static sound. Oh, static and numbers. Mm, yes. Try googling it, Rob, and see what comes up. Yes. Well, Maynard, as I would say, Maynard's favourite little podcast, No Agenda. Consult the Book How? of Knowledge. Hang on. I still want to know what that bell does. Hang on. Static and, and numbers, yes, numbers. Numbers. Hmm. Let's have a look here. I'll put numbers. Oh, he, <laughs> he would likes, like that, wouldn't he? Yeah, he likes numbers. <laughs> he gets a bit. He does get a bit numb after a beer. Yeah. Hang on a sec. Um, try, try. Uh, what else makes noises? Short waves. Short waves, eh? Okay. <laughs> How do those sensitive boys communicate with each other? Short waves. What do you mean, Rob? Ah, that's a tired old politically incorrect joke. Shame we can't do that anymore. Hang on. No, sure. best not. Wave and numbers. Ooh. Hello. Yes. Hello. What's this? It says Cherry Ripe. Cherry Ripe. Cherry Ripe. Mm. Nickname of a, yes. ma- of a mysterious, mysterious, powerful, powerful short wave number station. A shortwave number station. Mm. Oh, goodness that me. used several bars from the English folks. This is Wikipedia. Cherry Ripe as the interval signal. Oh, gosh. Did Uncle Ned have music playing? Mm. It did sound a bit like that. Yes. Oh, crikey. Now, it says here the station was believed to be operated by British... Oh. Secret intelligence services. Oh, Uncle Ned <laughs> hasn't got any of that. Maybe no. have taken that to the grave with us. And have emanated from Australia. Oh, Australia. It's thought also to have previously been broadcast from Guam. It consisted of an electronically synthesized English accented female voice reading groups of five five numbers. numbers. Three, Three, five, five, seven, six, one. one. It's likely that the station was used to communicate messages to to undercover agents operating in other countries to be Coded using a one-time pad. Is that like an iPad, is it? Or something? Cherry Ripe had a more famous and much more active Middle Eastern cousin, uh, the Lincolnshire, Lincolnshire Poacher, which also had several bars from the English folk song of the same name. Oh, goodness me. Poacher's long been suspected as being operated by Britain and detected emanating from RAF... Acroniti on Cyprus. Apart from the interval signal, the format and voice of the two stations was identical. But the Lincoln Poacher seems to be no longer active. They have a link to that, do they, Rob? Yes, they do. Let's check it out. Oh, crikey! Was Uncle Ned making noises like this, Rob? Actually, yes, he was. Oh dear. Zero, two, five, eight, oh. Was it English, English accent, Rob? Zero, two, 
The only thing is, he, English. Didn't have an English. It wasn't an English accent. It no. sounded more sort of Russian. I'm sure there's a perfectly reasonable explanation for all of this, Rob. Look up Russian number stations, right. just, 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 just so we can we can dismiss yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, we, we could we could rule it out, couldn't we? Russian secret numbers stations. He did have that black box though, Jason. I don't know. God, it's scary to think we. Hang on, what's this? All those years, you think you know someone? USB 7 recently called of the usually broadcasts on 4625 AM lower sideband known to English radio listeners as the buzzer and by Russian listeners as Russian the hammer features a monotonous buzz tone repeating at a rate of 25 tones per minute 24 hours a day the station's been observed since around 1982 on the actual purpose of the station remains unknown Oh, I don't like the sound of this. The station transmits a buzzing sound that lasts for 1.2 seconds, pausing for 1 to 1.3 seconds, repeating 24 to 30 times a minute until November 2010. The buzz tones last at approximately 0.8 seconds each and one minute before the hour. The repeating tone was previously replaced by a continuous, uninterrupted alternating tone. Let's have a listen to that. Sounds a bit like a phone that's engaged. Yes, it does a bit. Um, malfunctions. Ooh. Distant conversations and other background noises can be heard behind the buzzing, suggesting the buzz tones come from a device placed behind a live and constantly open microphone. Rather than recording or an automated sound being fed through playback equipment or a microphone that's been turned on accidentally, on such occasion, November 3, 2001, when a conversation in Russian was heard, I can't read Russian, unfortunately. It looks like he, Nopko, Rehab, Top, Top, uh, hang on, and it's translated here, not receiving generator, oscillator, that stuff from hardware room. Gosh. It says here these number stations are used to Transmit and receive messages from operatives working in the field. Man, that's heavy. That's like seriously heavy. Do you reckon a spy? Look at the bullshit about me and Rob, you know. Now, if you run a policy, especially that spot, keep calm. Raw, man. Big up, boys, for Raw, man. Let's just see what I'm this from Rob Darby. Who loved Darby? Now here's another sad song. What mics are you going to use? Rip Bar. What mics are you going to use? That's a piss. Yeah, he's right. That's a terrible big song. Listen, Bob. Sad song written by me, my name is Johnny Cash. I ain't a man 
Ben Black tonight, I'm a man white. So if you want to fight later and argue about that, I am Johnny Cash. I wrote this song when I played at Folsom Prison many years ago. <laughs>
what you said you were Nor I'm sorry I couldn't give you caviar offer Nor I wish that I could battle on But Nora, you get up and go Now I'm seeing things that ain't even really there And I wonder, did you ever really care? There's a blur between what's day and what's night And I realise my life's been a sad, lonely plight Nor were you ever what you said you were Sorry, Nora, I couldn't give you caviar of it Nora, I wish that I could battle on But Nora, me get up and go is nearly gone Nora, I... I never thought that our life was just a lie And I never thought that you and I were spies Nangwari always seemed to be our old ancestral home And I thought we'd never run Nora Were you ever what you said you were? Sorry, Nora, I couldn't give you caviar of Nora, I wish that I could battle on. But Nora, me get up and go is nearly gone. Nora, were you ever... What you said you were Nora love, I'm sorry I couldn't give you caviar Offer Nora I wish that I could battle on But Nora Me get up and go is nearly